Does your business heighten your levels of anxiety? Mine does sometimes. Today's guest is going to help us deal with that anxiety in a biblical way that helps us find peace and be better for ourselves and for the people we serve. Hi, it's Tap Horner. Thanks for tuning in today to the Forish Success Podcast, an inspirational program about overcoming the I'm Too Small mindset, redefining success, and growing your lifestyle business legacy without fear. And now, here's your host, my beautiful wife and Christian business mentor, Katie Horner. Karis, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Not only have you written a book that has my favorite animal on the front, you also are tackling a much needed topic in today's world, which is anxiety. And I can't wait to, to dive into your story here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to hang out and talk with you today. I am a teacher, teacher background. I got a master's to prove it right. So all of my little mascots in the back, like there's a point to each of them, but my real love is elephants. And that's what initially got my attention when I was scrolling through Facebook as we mindlessly do some days. And um, I saw this anxiety elephants, this really cool book cover. And I was like, oh, elephants. I love elephants. <laughs> and then I that you were right in the middle of launch and I think I contacted you just out of the blue like some crazy person and said I have got to help you promote this book what can I do and uh that's that's where all this started I and I was so excited when you contacted me um yeah the the elephants on the book um there was that was crazy and just how God used that for us to connect and uh you have been just a just, I want to thank you just for your encouragement. I don't think you have realized how much you have encouraged me just by being willing to help me launch and then all your posts that you share. So I just want to tell you, thank you for just being for other women and, and, you know, spurring us on together. I think that's an incredible thing. It's awesome. What can happen when you, when you get two people together who both want to help other people, right? So anxiety um, this was your first book that you've ever published, right? right. And you self-published. Talk to us about like that desire for a, to have a book. First of all, was it a desire for the book first or was it to get the message out first and just sort of how all that played out? That's good. I, I have, that's the first time I've been asked that question. Um, honestly, I will tell you, I did not have a desire to write a book initially, um, I was out sharing my story just about how anxiety and depression almost overtook my life and almost took my life and uh, just how God pulled me from that pit and rescued me and redeemed me and healed me and restored me. And through that, people would ask me, when are you going to write? We, we, we want you to write. We love when you speak. It's encouraging, but we want you to write so we can take this with us. And so um, I begin to pray about it. And I don't know if you've ever argued with God in your prayers, but I kind of argued with him. You never win that battle. Just so if anyone needs to know that <laughs> he really does know what he is doing. And so the passion came from wanting to help first. Um, I felt very, and still do at times, just uneducated, you know, not, um, I felt like I was out of my league, if you will, in writing a book. And so, but that passion, God took that to begin with and just began to just work in me and put people around me and I just said, go, just write, get it all out in paper. You have all this in your head, search my word, search my scripture, 
take your story, put it there, and, uh, and then we'll take the next step. But I need you first to just get it. You need to get it out of your heart and your mind, and then we can move forward. That's cool. And I think a lot of people do feel overwhelmed like with where do I start, right? And that's what I found with, with others that I've, I've helped clients and friends who have written as well is just get it out on paper, start writing. That's, that's how my, my books happen too, you know, is it just starts with an idea and then you sort of write about it, like brainstorm or write it and what else? And the, and the more you do, the more that comes, right? Did you find that as well? I did. And that was really like a, I don't know if you felt this before, but it was a freeing thing. Like once I finally started, I was scared to start, but once I finally kind of started moving that pen, it just started flowing. Like the, the faucet was turned on and, and out it came. And that was a really neat experience. Um, and I learned a lot. I learned some new things uh, about anxiety and just ways to, to deal with it. But I learned a lot more about God's word and, you know, how to search it and, and just how to, how to go through that. And I realized that writing and authors, that what you put on paper to begin with is not what you're going to end up with, um, you know, because you think in your head, this is it. Like, this is what we're going to, you know, end with. And that's kind of like, you're going to end, end with some of it, but you know, there's like all these other pieces to the puzzle. And so that was uh, really neat for me to learn that in the experience, I think. Talk to us about the elephants. The elephant in the room is why is there an elephant in the room? What does elephants have to do with anxiety? Right. So the whole anxiety elephants came about with uh, when I would describe anxiety for any of you that have had anxiety attacks or you have felt the, what anxiety feels like for me, it always felt like an elephant sitting on my chest. And whenever I would speak and share my story, I would talk about how anxiety would feel like those elephants sitting there and it's heavy, right? It's not going to move. You try with all of your own might to move them. There's no way you're moving that elephant on your own. And so that's how I would describe anxiety. And then as I began to just do this process that immediately came to mind, anxiety elephants, because I've heard others describe anxiety in the same way. And just like you said, when you saw that title, it immediately grabbed your attention and you could relate. You may not, you didn't know me then, but you could relate to what I was trying to convey. And that's what I wanted. I want, you know, for people to understand, yes, anxiety elephants, that's exactly what I'm feeling. And that's putting it into words. And then, you know, when you can take your feeling and words and put them together, it helps you to start moving forward in your process of working through that. So that's kind of where the whole elephant thing came from for me, but I do love elephants. I always tell people, I love elephants. This is no hate to elephants. This is just a describing what that anxiety feels like. Right, right. It got my attention with the elephants. And the more I got deeper into the book, I was like, she's not painting elephants very pretty here. I don't know if I agree with it, you know, but I, it definitely, the, the, um, the visual really, really helps, right? Is there ever a way that those anxiety elephants get turned around in a positive light? You know, I think so. Like I have learned for me, people have asked, do you, have you been healed? Are you, have you overcome and have those anxiety elephants completely left you? And the answer for me is no, they have not left. They're still there, but I have learned how to not give them um, power over me how to not allow them to take control of my life. I can take control of them 
and, and understand that I can acknowledge the anxiety elephants that are there, but I can also learn how to tame them, how to overcome them and how to move forward where they're not leading my life. God is the one directing my life. So they're still there. I don't have to be afraid of them anymore because I'm, I'm looking to him. So I think that's been, been helpful for me. For me, I, um, in my book, I, in spite of myself and learning to choose praise in every situation, there's definitely, uh, we dealt with some anxiety in that book and, and in the circumstances that led to the work that God did in my heart to write that book. Um, and in realizing that those anxious situations and those things that just feel so heavy are really an opportunity for me to decide how I'm going to respond to what the Lord's doing. And even when anxiety pops up to recognize, okay, who's in control of this, right? And then because he's in control, my anxiety goes down. The minute I start thinking about him, my anxiety levels drop and I realize that he's in control of this. He's not surprised by it. He's not off there doing his own thing and not aware of what's going on. And knowing him gives that peace and that grace then that allows me to respond correctly and like, okay, Lord, what's my next steps here, right? And, and I think your message uh, lines up with that, with what you're saying, your steps that you outlined in how to deal with that. Talk us through some of those things. Yeah, so, and, and I like what you're saying about him being in control. And once you realize you don't have to be in control and you're not supposed to be, it sets you free. And that was a big freeing moment for me to kind of release the control and to realize I was really never driving the, the plane. God always was. Um, and so to acknowledge that, to acknowledge the anxiety was a first huge step to say, hey, it's there. It's in my life. So now let's deal with it and move forward. Um, that was, has been a big step for me. Journaling and, and reading God's word has helped me tremendously with my anxiety to journal and get out everything that I've been hiding we pushed down and we pushed down instead of dealing with. So I had to kind of do a purge of my soul, if you will. So I got it all out. And then after getting that out, I had to replace it, replace it with good things. After you cast and get, a, get rid of the negative, you need to put something positive there in its place. Because what I found, unfortunately, that because I didn't deal with the anxiety, it brought along friends. It brought along depression. It brought along <laughs> isolation. It brought along all these other things. So when you get rid of that, if you don't replace it, it's going to come back and it's going to bring more, more with it. So, you know, to do that, that was helpful for me. Some other tools that were helpful was going to a counselor, going to talk to a doctor. I needed both of those for me and my path and my journey. Uh, having that accountability, accountability is so important. Those friendships, you know, your tribe. You need a tribe. You are never meant to do life alone. Galatians 6 2 tells us to bear one another's burdens. And so I had to change my thinking on that. For me, I thought it was wrong to let people into my burdens. When in reality, that is the exact right thing to do. And so once I let people in with my burdens, then they were like, you too. I was like, me too. And then all these walls for all of us started coming to coming down. And then we were able to kind of walk together and that pressure of having it all together and being perfect, that anxiety puts on you, that pressure is gone because now you're living life and you're doing life together. So those different things were helpful for me, you know, pausing, taking deep breath that really does help acknowledging 
triggers. You have these things in your life that could trigger anxiety, trigger stress. You know, it could be finances, business, relationship, and to to know that you have those there and not to avoid them. Avoiding things is not the, the right way to go, but to, again, acknowledge them there and deal with them head on taking those steps one step at a time. And then finally, for me, facing those things that did scare me and, and doing things afraid, because that was the only way I found that that fear and anxiety couldn't control me. I had to face that fear and go forward and do those things. And then I realized that that fear I had was really false. It wasn't true. And once I faced it, it gave me the confidence to continue forward and stomping out those anxiety elephants, if you will. Yeah, that's good. And I, I like what you said there, especially with the acknowledging the triggers part. I think, you know, whether we're talking about life or relationships or business or whatever, whatever area it, that you're dealing with anxiety in, when you realize what it is that's setting that off, like what, what is the, the consistency here? Like what are the common threads when this happens? Then you have that freedom and that power, if you will, to be able to say, I am not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to deliberately put myself in a position where I know that that's going to happen anymore. And that's how it worked for me. Being on the mission field for so many years, we had lots of traumatic experiences, right? And there were, I mean, I went through a time when I had severe anxiety, even getting in the car to drive across town and I wasn't even driving just because of different things that we'd been through. But when I recognize that it's every time I get in the car that this happens, now I'm able to take some time before we do that to recognize I can't avoid getting in the car, (laughs) right? But Lord, you said you're going with me Um, and take some time just to quiet myself before the Lord. And I put on the essential oils and I prayed over it and I, you know, whatever I needed to do to be able to have victory because now I knew what it was that was triggering that. And it wasn't triggering it because of any real issue. The issues were in my past, right? And, and submitting that to the Lord and knowing that he had been there with me and he was here now and would walk me through what was to come. And, uh, but knowing those triggers and then, and then deciding either I, I decide to do this with the Lord or I decide not to do this because I know I don't want that trigger to happen, right? That's right. That's huge. Yeah, that's big. And like you're saying, those experiences, oftentimes those memories that we have, you know, when those are triggered for me, at times it's been weather. We had really bad uh, tornadoes several years ago. When I began in this deep struggle with anxiety and depression, and my, my husband was in the city where the tornadoes were, were really bad, and I was at home alone with my daughter. So, so now here in the South, when those tornado sirens go off, I feel that anxiety because I go back to that moment and I know that what I'm feeling is anxiety. Sometimes you don't know that that's what it is. It's anxiety. And I know that. And then I have to go back to, like you're saying, take those, those breaths, take those breaks and just say, okay, God, you know, Psalms 91, you tell me you, you've commanded your angels to watch over me. And so I have to go to him and, and retrain my thoughts. I have to turn them towards him instead of fear. And that takes practice and that takes time. And I'll be honest, I don't always get it right, but I know when I do, I'm not in that panic catastrophe mode like I would used to do. And so that helps me to not be exhausted. You know, when you go into that panic mode, once it's over, you feel like you need to go and and hide in your bed for days. And so 
that's a huge help and it's powerful. Like you said, you live differently. You live differently. Right. Right. That's, it is huge. And, and it, it's because I know who God is. Right. And it's because I'm allowing him to use this situation to remind me of him and his power over whatever it is that I'm fearing. Um, so good. So good. All right. I, but I want to get back to a little bit of business here. Um, tell us how, like you didn't want to have a book, you decided to write the book and you're already speaking everywhere. Like how has this created a business for you? And like, how did you feel about that? Right. So, so we get into this process of doing the book and we, we went through a somewhat of a self-published indie publishing route with a distributor, uh, distributor, and, um, we got it going and we were just kind of, we didn't know what we were doing. You know, for those of you who are like, we have no idea what we're doing, but we were just going in faith, knowing that God knows and we can trust and count on him because he knows every step before us. And so we were kind of learning as we were going, because this was a whole new process for us. And, um, I learned a lot about email marketing, the importance of that, how to do that. I learned about writing a book proposal and, and presenting that to, you know, to publishers and those who you want to, to work with. And then when the book came out, God just began to open doors that I really wasn't expecting. And I've been able to, to go into schools and to speak with students and teachers and train them on how to cope with anxiety, going into women conferences as well. And just realizing that, that, God allowed this book to be a, a platform to build a, a business, to, to walk in a way that I never saw myself walking. My dream and desire for my life was to own my own daycare. <laughs> that was, and I have a child development degree. I worked in that, in, you know, that world for 10 years. I never would have thought this is where God would lead, but he reminded me, you know, that, that this is where he needed me to go, that that going into this business, going into writing a book and into speaking. Yes, it, it is, is him working through me. And yes, it's giving me an opportunity to do something, but what it's really doing is it's helping to, to bring hope, to bring his hope. And, and we, as, as Christian business owners, um, entrepreneurs, that's what we can do. We can take that Avenue to reach people that, that we may not see in the church house exactly. to go in and to bring his hope, because at the end of the day, that is what it is about, is to say, this is who God is. He sent his son, Jesus, for every single one of us to pay the price that we can never pay. And, and he wants to help you with your anxiety. He wants to help you, not just with that, but in every part of your life. So, so to see how God has been able to kind of take me, not just in the, the church world, honestly, but in the in a, a secular world. I never would have seen that aspect if it hadn't have been for the book to be open to, to writing it. Cause it's given me an opportunity to talk to people and to have conversations with people that I don't know if I would have been open to. And I don't know if that's a, a bad thing to admit, but I want to be honest and be transparent that God has done that work in my heart and my life to see, I, this is where I need you to go. We, we got to reach them. They need hope. They need to know the love that I have for them, just like the ones in the church house. So, so I think that's been powerful for me. Yeah. I love that because 
I primarily work with faith-based business owners and so many of them struggle with how much faith do I put in my business? You know, may, and most of them have sec, what we would call a secular business. They're doing a service or they're doing something that doesn't necessarily bring God and scripture verses into everything they do, right? Um, but they struggle so much with how do I, how do I bring my faith into the marketplace. And that was one of the big reasons that I wrote Faith Like Flamingos, which is another book around an animal theme, right? But just because the Lord kept bringing these things to mind of how much the people I work with are like the flamingo. Like they don't understand how unique and how fabulous they are, that they have this spiritual side to them that can offer the world so much. And, and they just walk around oblivious to how pink they are, essentially, you know, and, and how much that that's a good thing that God created them that way on purpose, because, you know, you can, you can totally show the love of Jesus to somebody when you're fixing their car. You can totally show the love of Jesus to somebody when you're cutting their hair or when you're doing their nails or when you're, you know, when you're working on their website or whatever it is that, that God has gifted you, invested in you to share with the world. He did that because he's got special people out there that only you can reach with the message of his light and his love. And so I love that, that you have seen God open those doors and how he's enlarged your ministry essentially from just, just church in your circle to this bigger world out there who needs to hear about him and his answer for anxiety. That's right. You know, and he, he's also shown me, you know, that we were created on purpose for a purpose for Absolutely. such a time as this. You know, I think about what all we're facing in the world right now, and he has us here. Yeah. He wanted us here for right now. And that gives me chills to think about, and it slightly terrifies me to think about as well. But, you know, that's powerful to know that, that God has gifted, like you're saying, each one of us, I see behind you where it says your message matters. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's created us each with a, with a message and a specific skill set for specific people within our own world. And it can be scary to go out there and do that, but faith is risky, but it is worth the risk. You know, I think, where would I be if people didn't walk in that risk for me? You know, where would I be right now? I don't know. And so, you know, how can we not, how can we not go forward and and just know that if God has called us to it, he'll see us through. He'll give us the way and we can trust him. He does not expect us to be perfect. He just wants us to be willing. Absolutely. Karis, what is your definition of success? Like we talked business, we talked ministry, we talked, you know, all of this, but in the midst of this, like, what is it that fulfills you? What does success look like for Kara Snyder? Success for me looks like doing the best I can with what God is giving me to help offer his hope to those around me. For so long, I think I thought success was a title. I thought it was a a dollar sign, Um, but I'm learning success is walking in, in your calling to the best of the ability and giving God the glory, you know? Yeah. And that's a perfect place to end this. You guys walking in your calling and giving God glory. That is, that is what this is all about. That's what he's, it's what he's gifted you for. Right. And the whole reason that he gives us talents 
and he gives us messages is so that we can be that channel to share it with others, not for ourselves. Business is not about me. Writing a book is not about me. <laughs> Ministry is not about me. None of it is about me. It's about who God wants to touch through me. Wow. And um, I'm super thankful that you're doing that and that you're willing to share that story with our people. You guys, if you want to get in touch with Karis, you want to go to karissnyder.com and I'll have those links in the show notes too. Her book, again, Anxiety Elephants, We'll put a link in there and you can get it on Amazon or your local booksellers. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your heart with us today. I'm so thankful for you. Just thankful that God allowed our, our past to cross. Um, it's just a, 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 I'm just thankful. If you're listening, wherever you're listening, podcast, YouTube, whatever, subscribe, please. And then go follow Karis and subscribe to her too. Um, but also the bigger thing is that your message matters. And wherever you are, you need to believe that, or you need to find a group and a community that can believe that for you until you can believe it for yourself. Because somebody out there is waiting for your message of hope in the midst of everything that's going on in the world today. And uh, you need to take that next step. So thank you for being with us today and we'll see you on the next show. I want to honor you for taking time to invest in yourself and your business by listening in today. The Forest Success Podcast is brought to you by Katie Horner of HandprintLegacy.com. Wherever you're listening, please leave us a comment or review. For show notes and links to the resources mentioned in today's episode, visit www.ForesSuccessPodcast.com. And remember, your message matters. You've been so caught up in figuring out how to market your business the quote right way, you found yourself overwhelmed and your dream a little muddied. What if a simple mindset reset could help you realign your vision, refine your expectations, and revive that dream for your business? I'm Katie Horner, author of The Flamingo Advantage, and for two decades, I've been teaching business owners just like you how to make your business and marketing decisions with faith, with clarity, and with purpose, empowering God's people to live out their best worship through the business. My framework teaches how to realign your mindset and your business practices with God's Word so that you no longer operate in fear or lack of criticism, but in confidence and powerful intention. I'd love to invite you to grab a free copy of my book, Just Pay Shipping, at freeflamingobook.com. You, my friend, have an advantage, and your uniqueness helps you live out God's purpose for you in the world. freeflamingobook.com.